like lights in Paris, lights in Paris, it sets the tone, you know, it gets you inspired. You're like, okay, I'm here. And then, then you hear the interlude and it goes into wake up and you're like, oh, wake up is a whole just like punches in your mouth. You're like, okay, I'm up now. And then you get no go and no go is just gives you that energy that you don't, you don't even realize that you need. And then you have the interlude again, which now makes you think. And immigrant dreams comes on and it punches you in the mouth and then pull up just gives you this this full you know piece of energy so if you pay attention to it it's really like a roller coaster but you're going up you're having your peaks and your valleys just how just like life is yes What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the KO Convo. My name is Keenan O'Doherty, and this is going to be episode 17. And we got Jersey Sun on the podcast today. Jers is a Nigerian-American artist whose sound is absolutely incredible. His range is incredible, and his uh, insight to the creative process of music is pretty inspiring as well. Uh, the intro beat you just heard was actually an instrumental from his newest track called Colin, uh, which is out now as well as his uh, music video for the track. So definitely go check that out. Uh, you'll be hearing that throughout the uh, episode today. He's also been featured on MTV Base West, so he he is uh, working his way up, and, and I'm super excited to have him on today. So we're going to take a quick, quick break, and then we'll be right back with yours. Enjoy. Welcome back to the KO Convo. And we're taking a uh, bit of a different route this week. You know, we uh, we got had a lot of different guest sports uh, sports uh, people. You know, we got a bunch of filmmakers on. Now switching over to the music industry, and I have a very exciting guest for you today. Um, my man Jersey Sun is here. Uh, our buddy Will Fairbanks hooked us up. Um, he is Nigerian American. Came out with his. Uh, big album in in 2020 called native sun so uh we're definitely going to talk about that because your range is absolutely incredible um but other than that jersey how are you brother i'm good um it's it's amazing being here today um i'm glad that you enjoy my sound like once you you once you went back to native sun i was like oh yeah we about to have a really good conversation so again i'm just grateful to be here today and just i'm excited well, yeah, I mean, I was, <laughs> I tell you, when, uh, when Will was on my podcast, not, not too, too many episodes ago, he mentioned your name and he was like, you know, the guy in the video, the snow in the city video, which was amazing. He was like, yeah, shout out Jersey son. So I looked at, I, lo- I looked you up and I didn't know you spelt your name with a Z instead of an S. So I was super <laughs> confused at first, Yeah, but, uh, but I got, uh, I looked you up and then all of a sudden, uh, two tracks really hit me that I was just bumping in the car. It was obviously Colin, which yeah. is a huge smash hit and the visual is going to come out uh, soon. So I yeah. hear, and then immigrant dreams that the flow of that track just completely like changed it up. And you're just like, this one's for that kid. And all of a sudden it just hits you. And it was like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like, all right. <laughs> All right. I like I like this guy. I like this guy. I like it a lot. So yeah, I've been listening to a, to a lot of you up up until now. Um but 
it seems like just listening to the lyrics, a lot of a lot of what you uh, a lot of what you preach and, and a lot of what you um, create about is based off life your life experiences. No, yeah, it is. So my, my uh, you know I grew up between Nigeria and between the states, and so that gave me such a big perspective of what it means to live in two different countries. And when I was in Nigeria, my only exposure to the West was when I'd go to my aunt's house in the UK. So I was I was shuttling back and forth between that experience, right? And so when I came to the States, I came back to the States um, actually later half of my sophomore year of high school. And so it was like now adjusting to a whole other country and a whole different lifestyle and whatnot. And so my my forming years and my, my childhood experience was was based off different countries and different experiences. And so when I write and tell the stories, I don't, I don't, I not only speak of, you know, a, a black kid in the East coast, but I also speak for, you know, for, for kids in Nigeria, cause I had that same experience. And so my goal with my music is to really be that bridge to connect, you know, the West and the, um, and Africa and really bring the diaspora together. So that's what, that's where you hear my music. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I think it's, it's pretty uh, important how, how we mentioned the cultural engagement of sounds, how you have sort of, uh, these different sounds from different places like the West African sounds. And I know you're, I know, I think it was Colin that was just featured on MTV, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Colin just, um, just got featured on MTV Bass. Um, you know, it's the channel for West Africa. So, you know, it's the beginning part of the process. And so, you know, God willing, it, it does really well in that market and it makes its way over to Europe and so on and so forth. That's amazing. That's amazing, man. <laughs> really putting yourself out there. Um, so talk to me about your creative creative process. Are you one of those people that is that whose mind is always churning, just always looking for new stuff, always, you know, being creative, being imaginative, things of that nature? So my friends make fun of me of the fact that like I'm that kid that if we're in a car and you play a record, no matter who the artist record is, I just jump on and start freestyling. If I love the record, <laughs> I start freestyling. Like we so you could be in the car and the record might have just like a nice little beat and a guy's going off and I'm just in the car, I'm like hold on, let me jump on this right quick. So for me, a lot of times, you know, when it comes to song structure and how I approach songs and records, you know, I fall in love with the beat first and then the melodies come. And, you know, so if I don't fall in love with the beat, then I don't form any melodies around it, right? And so, you know, if the beat is fire, then I've formed these melodies, then I'm able just to fill in the gaps and just really give you, you know, these melodies that just make your head move and, and, and groove from there. Yeah, I was I was trying to uh, I, I saw your like Facebook page or whatever, and there was one video on there of you. And it was like you and a bunch of friends and like a restaurant or whatever, and then it pans to you, and you were just rapping, 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 and all the and your friends are like hyping you up, and then everybody else in the restaurant's like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but that that's literally how I am. Like you know, you put me in any pocket, I just you know I'm ready. You know, for me it's it's the love of music and love of sound, right? So when I hear sound, I, I fall in love with it. It's like a marriage to the art in a sense. And, you know, we're all gifted in different ways, I believe. But for me, when it comes to art, music is just one of those mediums I'm, I'm able to use to express my giftings. Is it, has that love of music always been consistent throughout Man, your lifetime? Like it's, started, it's a young boy. It's been there for, it's been there since I came out the womb. You know, the crazy thing about music for me, music, is the air I breathe, right? It's this thing that I, no matter how much I try to get away from it, it keeps finding its way back to me. 
right? So I'll give you some some backstory. So like when I was 10, uh, you know, I was featured in one, one of the local articles in Jersey for my poetry, you know, and that was part of my song structure. Uh, I remember when I was in school in Nigeria, I was always in a lot of these competitions, singing and stuff like that. And when I came back to school in the States, uh, my 10th grade teacher, Miss Veda, English teacher, I remember we're there and she gave us, a, uh, one of our assignments was actually to write poetry based off like, modern day hip hop. Like she was one of those teachers kind of like from, um, what's that movie? What's that movie with the teachers trying to engage with the kids? You know, so, so she's like one of those teachers who's like that. Uh, Freedom Rights, something like, something like, imagine a movie like that, right? Yeah. And she was really engaged. And so I remember I had this homework assignment and the assignment was like, yo, you guys had to um, write, write your own X, Y, and Z. So I'm thinking like, okay, she she's older. She don't know nothing about no hip hop, you know. So I'd use like the first four lines of Tupac. I still so I see no change. Can a brother get a little piece? So I'd use that in my in my my poem. And then she comes back and she's like, "This is this isn't yours." I'm like, "What are you talking about? Like you don't know nothing about no Tupac? Like you know you are, you know?" And she's looking at me crazy, G. And so she's like, "Yo, you in detention?" So I'm in detention, right? For like that whole for week. that. Yeah, bro. For, because she, she was trying to teach me not to plagiarize. And I remember being there. And that was when the first time, that's when I learned the lesson of, in order to achieve greatness, don't take shortcuts. You know what I'm saying? Whenever you try to take shortcuts, you miss out on the details. And whether you whether it's intentional or not intentional, you might actually pull things that are not original. But if, you, if you're original in your process and you don't skip any steps in the process and they'll take those shortcuts, the art that you create just becomes beautiful, right? And so that was the whole that was the whole concept. So she had us in there, you know, every single day. She's like, all right, you know what? I know you like Kanye. I know you like X, Y, and Z. So imagine if you're writing rap stanzas, but writing in poetry. So that's actually where I started practicing my songwriting was in detention in high school, you know? <laughs> and so you take that to where, like, I, I came out singing first and most of my guys in high school, you know, they were all like, they're all spitters. And because they were spitters and because that was a big thing for them, I remember like just hearing them just going off and off in, in these freestyle sessions. Right. And I was singing. I was like, nah, bro, you got to spit too. And so I had to, so that's when I started learning. How do I, you know, if I'm not the spitter, but how do I learn how to, add melodies and, and music, you know, to the rapping that's going on, right? And that was a big um, key part of my development at an earlier age. And so you take that exposure to music, you know, earlier in high school, and then you go through life, you know, you know, I go through college and I keep, you know, I keep trying to jump back in into, into making music, trying to jump back into it, but timing didn't allow for it, right? And then I go into corporate. And I think as being in corporate, a lot of times people are able to excel at things that are not their calling, right? So you might be, you, you might be in a position or a place in life that's not part of your destination, but you're able to excel in that space. And that's what happened for me. So I was like, you know what, maybe this art piece of music is really not part of my calling and whatnot. But the, but the gag was that, you know, so being in medical devices, you have these sales meetings. And so at one of the sales meetings, my, well, my manager was like, yo, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he can, he can say, he can for real, for real. So they had me singing for like 250 people at this sales meeting. And it's like, oh, wow. You know? And so, it, it, you know, you start having those conversations with people like, yo, like you're super talented. Why are you here? And so that, that, that becomes a conversation I'm having with most people on, on a regular basis. Like, yo, you're talented. Why are you not using your gift? I remember vividly, like, it was like a couple of years ago, I was covering this field account. 
I'm driving in there and, you know, it's a kind I've been working, the top I'm working with. And the doctor was talking, he's like, yo, like, you're creative. I don't know what, like, just, just seeing you work here, it's cool, but I could tell you it's naturally creative. Like, why don't you, you know, do something with your creativity? You know, why don't you, like, really go after it? He's like, you're young, you know, go after it. And if, if it doesn't work out, you can always come back. But this will always be here. You need to really start building yourself up, you know, as a, um, as a creative and living within your passion and your calling. And even then, I still don't listen, right? And it wasn't until, honestly, until when my grandmother died, that I had to ask myself those questions, like, like, what am I doing? You know, like, am I, what am I really here for? Like, am I really walking in my calling? Am I really utilizing my gifts to the, to the fullest capacity? You know, when I leave this earth, can I really say that I've used all, I've really used everything that was put in me? And I, I couldn't really answer that. And so here I am just maximizing my gifts and really trying my best to make an impact. Yeah. And, and would you say you didn't listen because you were kind of afraid to put yourself out there and, and were you kind of afraid of how people would uh, would react? Because I think, and Will and I talked about this too, I think a lot of today's culture is based around what people think of what how people react when they found out, find out whatever people think of them. So was it a sense of that or was it just like I'm – comfortable enough here that I don't want to take that risk? I'd say it's a mixture of both, right? So comfortability comes from you get tired of struggling. You know, you, you know, you're ha- you're happy. So was I tired of struggling in a sense? Yes, I was, you know, so I was a little comfortable, but the fear of the fear of not being well received wasn't really there per se, but it was the fear of the unknown, Right. You know, like sure. what happens now I go down this journey, like what what's going to happen to my life? Will I get there? And how long will it take take for me to get there? You know what I'm saying? Or like, what will I learn along the way? So it's the fear of that, because, you know, uh, you know, you know, when you're just in a, in a regular nine to five corporate structure, you have an idea of what the map looks like. We're in this creative space where you're like, I, I'm really trying to live off my art and live off the aspect of, you know, changing lives with the art that I'm creating. That's an unknown. That's a variable you can't control. You can't control what happens or where it takes you. And that fear sometimes for a lot of creators, I feel like we feel like that, like, yo, like, where is it going to take us? How far is it going to take us? What's going to change in our lives? How are we going to have to adapt? Are we even ready to adapt? And so that's the fear that kind of went through me. No, that makes complete sense. Obviously, it's it's a it's a scary thing when you're when you're taking a risk such as that. Um, but obviously, it's it's paying off for you now, my friend. I mean. <laughs> Uh, you, I mean, featured on MTV now, God, you're just, you're going up, my brother, you're going up. Man, um, it, 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 it's a journey. It's a journey. That's all it is. It's a journey. Like I'm running. That's all it is right now. I'm just running. Um, I want to take a, a step back real quick and, and talk about how in high school you had your, uh, quote unquote spitters and you were the one singing. I think it's interesting to find out now how in your own music, you're singing and you're rapping. So you're incorporating both those talents. Was that something like when you really started making records seriously and stuff that you wanted to do? Yeah. So like, you know, for me, like if you, if you listen to my music, you realize like when it comes to sing, my melodies just go crazy. Like I'm just in these different pockets. And then when I'm rapping, you're like, Oh wow, he can really rap. He, he's he's in those pockets as well, and it, you know, in order for me to develop those skills, one skill had to be dormant for for another while, 
You get you know what I'm saying? So like yeah. for me, I would say throughout childhood, throughout high school, throughout probably early college, singing was a big thing for me. You know, just singing. You know, so like I, I learned how to sing on hip hop instrumentals because everybody was spitting around me. You know, they're playing these instrumentals. I'm like, all right, let me go crazy with these melodies to try to get inside before you know melodic rapping became like a for or genre accepted form in a sense. You feel me? And so that's a pocket I practiced. And on the flip side, you know, when I got to college, everybody was spitting, but I was like, you know what? I've, I've been around enough spitters. I can really do this for real. And so I actually, I actually stopped singing for a while and was just rapping more. So I was rapping more for, for, for like for a couple of years and just picking up that skill and really fine tuning that skill to where I was like, I, right, you know what? Now I can blend both and now I can transition easy, you know, in and out between the two, you know? So like when you hear calling, I'm, I'm transitioning in and out of singing and rapping. And it's just like, it's like, it's handles. You feel me? Like even on, when you hear immigrant dreams, you're hearing that cadence switching out. And at this point, I just want to, I just really want to make great music. That's it. I want to make great music. So a record requires me to do more singing. I'm going to do that. But a record requires me to do more rapping. I'm in there spitting bar, but regardless, the product itself is going to be a vibe. And that's the energy I'm bringing. Yeah, and, then, and let's talk about that great music real quick. Obviously, Native Son came out uh, just this past year here, and um, it's pretty uh, pretty spectacular just because uh, the, you have so much range on the songs um, from, like, you know, Immigrant Dreams, and then you have where it's more singing-based, and then all of a sudden you have a song called, like, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, pull up. That's what it's called where immediately you just like, it hits you straight from the jump. But I want to start at the interlude obviously. And what, what, why choose that to really start the, start the album? In? Cause you speak a completely different language. Obviously I, I can't understand it or, or really get it. But, um, but what was, what was the mindset behind creating that type of interlude for an album like this? I would say, you know, the interlude itself spoke to two different aspects of who I am, right? So there's two interludes. There's one Ogus interlude where it's my auntie speaking about my life when I was a kid. So that, you know, my auntie, she lives actually in, in the UK. And so that's the auntie I see when I was as a child. And, you know, I, they would always make the reference like, hey, when you're a child, like you were always just willing to give everything to everybody. And that's who I've always become. I be, you know, my goal when my goal is to not only acquire, you know, some, you know, wealth in a sense, but to be benevolent. I want to give back. I don't want to just hoard my wealth. I want to be in a space where I'm, where I have wealth. But I'm able to use that wealth to help people and give back and build up communities. And that's something that's that's who I've always been as a as a core as a child. And, you know, and the second interlude, you know, which is really native son, really speaks to the aspects like, yo, these, this is what life is crazy. You know, we we facing a whole bunch of crazy stuff in life. You know, ups and downs, romance. Um, you know, we're just people and whatnot, and we just got to thrive and keep pushing. So when you hear that interlude, those two aspects speak to not only who I am, but the story of most people. You know, we go through we go through life, we face the ups and downs. We we have these stories that from our parents, from our aunties, from our uncles, they remind us of who we are, even though even though we've gotten too old to forget how we were as children. And the crazy thing is when you remember how you was how you were as a child, when you hear the stories about how you were as a child, it's not too surprising about how you some of those gifts still came with you into adulthood as well. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got that, still got that inner child in them. Let's, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Like I remember, I, I used to, I used to, uh, 
I used to love like drumming as a kid. And mm-hmm. then all this, like I, I've, I haven't very, been very musically talented in the past, but then all of a sudden, like, I just got like a big itch again to start drumming again. And I'm just like, dude, where did that come from? And then I realized, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is from my, uh, this is from my childhood. Um, but yeah, I mean, the album itself is is pretty spectacular. And I think, uh, are you working on another uh, album coming out later this year too? Yeah. So I have a question for you. Yeah. As a as a music listener, how did the album make you feel? Oh, it made me happy. It made me ready to go. To be honest, like uh, I tell you, um, Immigrant Dreams like really made me inspired. Um, pull up really hit me hard and made me want to let go and then um stuff like that um and some of the other tracks as well i can't remember the names off the top of my head but um yeah uh, it, uh, immigrant dreams was just that was really inspiring because it really takes you back to to the life of you know that one kid who's who's never really made his sports team never really done this done that and then but everybody's trying to work for the same thing i mean god i mean th- we could just focus on a whole nother episode for immigrant dreams <laughs> <that much. laughs> um, um, but yeah i mean how did how were you able to balance sort of these different tempos and different styles to fit them into this one album though because it, i mean Give don't get me wrong second. it was I got, amazing i got my phone and the charger so oh, i got i got a lot to to break down with you on this one so <laughs> uh, no you're all good Words. you're all good so we were talking about um native son and i while, while we had that quick break i was able to remind myself of all the all the tracks because i listen to everything i just can't remember all of the names um no go is a really popular one just among the listeners that one was very popular but as i was asking you um uh jers what how were you able to balance all of the different tempos and styles in each song to really create this this amazing project i think for me it was when I hear when I hear a super dope playlist, right? What are emotions I want to feel? Well, I want to feel some mellow vibes. I want to turn up a little bit, but I want to relax. But also, but at the end of the playlist, I want to feel like I gotta go, right? And so, creating playlists or curating playlists, that was something that with my tech startup Groove Drive, that's something we really did. That we we, we were super intentional about how if we put a playlist together, how does it sound? And so. As a musician, I took that approach when it comes to you know arranging a project. You know, when you when you hear like lights in Paris, lights in Paris, it sets the tone. You know, it gets you inspired. You're like, okay, I'm here. And then then you hear the interlude, and it goes into wake up. And you're like, oh, wake up is a whole just like punches in your mouth. You're like, okay, I'm up now. And then you get no go, and no go just gives you that energy that you don't you don't even realize that you need. And then you have the interlude again, which now makes you think. And immigrant dreams comes on and it punches you in the mouth and then pull up just gives you this this full you know piece of energy so if you pay attention to it it's really like a roller coaster but you're going up you're having your peaks and your valleys just how just like life is so i wanted to, i want to be extremely relatable that you know as you're driving through it as you're listening to it you're having those peaks and valleys um you know but that it you know it just had a president to really let you know like hey like when it comes to making music you should not you should not be prepared to expect the same thing from Jersey Center at all times. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a different vibe. You know, I'm gonna give you some up vibes, some downbeat vibes, but either way, you're gonna enjoy the music. Yeah. And uh, is that is that sort of I wouldn't say uh 
dangerous, but um, having such different sounds, obviously coming from uh, your background and things of that nature, would you say that you have a specific sound or would you say that? Yeah, I'd say my sound is more Afrofusion. And okay. Afrofusion is like, that's that blend of hip hop, um, Afro beats and R&B, you know? And so like Native Son 2, which which comes out in April, you know, captures that sound. So you really have, that's where I really dive a little deeper to the Afrofusion sound itself. And so you have those records that lean towards Afrobeats heavily. You have those records that are, you know, that have that Afro-Caribbean influence and that really just give you, gives you those vibes that really curates who Jersey Sun is as, as an artist. Yeah, and, and talk to me about the uh, growth of, of Afrofusion as a genre since since you first started. How has it how has it grown, and and how many artists have you really seen, including yourself, that have really popped up on the Afrofusion scene? Yeah, I would say like it, it's interesting because when you look at the, the terminology Afrofusion, in some pockets it's described differently, or you know, you, so like for example, if you're in the UK, you have the Afro swing, and Afro swing and Afrofusion really have that overlap because they are pulling from these elements. Like there's this is record last year. Um, even like the Don't Rush record has a, that elements of Afro swing or um, Simba Rover that, that has that elements. But if you go to Nigeria, you have like Alte, you have the cast like Ladipo, Thames, you know, Buju, you know, Amale, we're making these records that just give you these these melodies that, that are just so carefree, you know. And so for me as an artist, I wouldn't say like I'm in any of those pockets in a sense, but I can say like you can put my records next to those to those artists and you can, the vibe never changes. The vibe is continued. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to make great music that can really, you know, stand the test of time. You know, so regardless of if you are a strong hip hop listener, if you are a strong Afro beat listener, you can listen to my music and say like, wow, I feel represented, but also the vibes are still, the vibes are still secure. Yeah, and and I think Colin is a great example because as you said yourself, Colin is kind of like a, uh, is a track where you can just vibe in any environment, right? It, it's 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 one of those uh, it's one of those very flexible tracks where where you can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Um, I do want to talk about uh, your inspirations and and sort of your favorite uh, artists to go off of. But first, I want to talk about Colin in terms of the visuals because I know you and Will are working like crazy. I mean, you you guys are working hard to really get this get this uh, get this going, and the teaser just got like. Well, but it's almost at like 200k views right now. Yo, it's it's big. (laughs) It's crazy. That is nuts, bro. That's that's off six days, fam. I was looking. This is mad. This is mad, bro. I was just like, yo, this. Yeah, that's that's nuts. So, in terms of the creative uh, visual process, I mean, have you guys really found like a visual? visual project that really relates and and really matches the track uh yeah so for for call you're talking about for calling right yeah yeah for calling yeah. calling is a short film you know that's all it is calling when you watch calling you know you will see the elements of the culture there you all see the elements of things that we love right um I, you know i i'm a kid i'm a child of the 90s so 90s nostalgia even though i wasn't you know really an adult in that sense but those elements, you'll see that sprinkled throughout calling, you know, and just, 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 just be ready. Oh, I'm ready. 
Just I'm be ready. ready. <laughs> and, and, and every other one of the 200,000 people that seen it better be ready too. <laughs> no, it is, it's, it's, so cra- it's so crazy to me that like in, in five days, nearly 200,000 people have watched to tease it. Yeah, that just, it's absurd. Like, you, you can't even. <sighs> you, can't just must, you, you must just appreciate it like in a whole nother sense now. I mean. It, it lets me know that people really want to hear more of the music. They want to see more music. They want to see more content. You know, like myself and Will, like I promise this year is that we're going to be, we're going to be on the road. We're going to make, we're going to make great content. We're going to make great music. You know, we're going to make great vibes, you know, like, it's kind of like, you know, when, um, when Goku and Vegeta come together and do that little thing right there, and it's, like, it's like, ah, it's taking over. Like that's, you know, that, that's that, you know, like, and it's, I think what, what makes us work really well together is that we all, we're both visionaries. And when you have two visionaries in a room and they're able to align on the same vision, you can't really stop that, that car. You can't really stop momentum. Momentum is a superpower and that's a superpower I'm trying to tap into. Yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, geez, man. I mean, 200, I, I still can't believe it. Um, and, and I saw, and I saw your video on Instagram cause you were just shocked and you were just like, man, like two, like 120,000. Um, but I do want to talk about some of your favorite, uh, lyricists and, and some of your favorite artists, sort of like all time almost. Um, but some, some of the artists you take inspiration from, um, it seems like Tupac is definitely one of them because <laughs> Tupac got you into tension. <laughs> um, funny enough is, is, um, I, I grew up in the same County as Tupac. I'm from the Bay area. So, um, yeah, his music is, abs- he actually like his house is, uh, is like two towns over. And then his high school was like five minutes away from my, from my, uh, from my childhood home. Um, so yeah, that music over there, it's just, it goes, it goes crazy. But so Tupac is obviously one of them. And, and, and who else would you say really, really inspired you? I would say a couple of artists that, you know, growing up, the artists such as 50 Cent had a big impact just off the fact that like I was in Nigeria when he got big. And his music made it all the way over to Nigeria. And it was so big that in commercials and movies and everything, you know, uh, Great Richard Dachon really resonated with the culture and the community in Nigeria. So I was like, yo, I want to have that impact to where no matter where I'm at in the world, my music can resonate. And so, you know, I'd say 50 Cent. Um, of course, Wayne. You know, Wayne has this, I think w- one thing that as a music listener and especially as an artist, is that Wayne taught us how to attack records, if you really pay attention. Wayne was the, one of the first guys who can get on any single beat and demolish it. You know, he's on he's on all kinds of beats playing double dutch. He boxing with the beat, you know, and and flowing in, with different cadences. And for, for me, as an artist, I aspire to, to get to that level of greatness where I'm able to get on any kind of beat and demolish it and give you a melody or give you a rap cadence that just resonates. So that's, you know, those are, artists who really influenced me. Of course, Kanye West, you know, from being able to create diverse sounds and visuals, right? I would say, yeah, has, I would say, honestly, when it comes to visuals, for me, it shifts though. Then you're looking at like Busta Rhymes, Missy Elliott, you know, Kanye West. These three had some of the most impactful and creative visuals when it comes from a storytelling perspective that even if you wasn't really rocking the record, you watch the visuals, you're like, wow. And so that's always been my goal is that when I start putting out more visuals that you're going to be wild every single time. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to like 
punch you right in the gut and you, you yeah, gotta be taking it back at that's first, that's right? Mentality. That's the approach. That's the mentality. Yeah, and, and I think uh, all the names you mentioned are all creative geniuses in their own right. Even even if they do have their crazy moments like, like Kanye, but, but <laughs> one guy I forgot off the list, you know, and then I, I didn't get the chance to really dive into. So Labaja, Labaja, he's a Nigerian artist. And, you know, this is before people really made wearing masks popular. He had this mask on and he had the saxophone. And I, you see that a lot of his visuals. And it was just, it resonated because you never, he had, he had a faceless, he had a faceless artist, but because his, his attire was so fire and his saxophone was just so, so smooth and the instrumentals and the way he made, had these melodies, you, you, you all you could do is just judge the art. You know, and so Labaja, honestly, when it comes to like visuals, I would actually put him number one and then everybody else would fall within that pocket for me. Wow. Wow. Uh, what, do, what do you think of like all these uh, mainstream, mainstream, like not rappers and, and artists of, of stuff? What do you think of kind of the the culture nowadays? Like what's your take on it? If you had to have one, like one big takeaway. Anything is possible. I think that that's like, regardless of whether you like their music or don't like their music, you realize that anything is possible. People are finding different, creative, innovative ways to get into the game, right? Whether it's through TikTok, whether it's through, um, you know, through Instagram and mobilizing, you know, Facebook and Instagram ads, whether it's through just, you know, shows and or whether it's through, through playlisting. There's so many different points of entry into the game. And so when you're watching different people break into mainstream, you're like, oh, wow, I never thought about that. But like, oh, wow. Wow, I see how you did that. That's smart. You know what I'm saying? And so people are finding different ways to utilize technology to, you know, to jump over those gatekeepers and bring their music to you. So I, I honestly, for all the cats who are coming out of the game right now, and even the cats who've been in the game who are revamping and refreshing themselves, I, you know, I respect it, you know, and I, I think just like any player in any major sports league, you're like, man, I'm just glad to be in the game. And for me, I'm just glad to be able to hoop. So that's yeah, that. yeah. The, the appreciation is there for sure. Um, last thing I, I got for you, the name, how, how does someone come up with the name Jersey son with a, with a Z? <laughs> Yo, so for me, um, I lived, I've lived in multiple places. Um, I've lived in multiple places. I spent some time in the South when I was, when I was in, in school out there. One of my homies was like, yo bro, like this is back when everybody was creating Twitter names. And he was like, yo bro, like what's your, like, what's, na- what's your name going to be? And I was like, man, I don't even know. Like, you know, I'm from Jersey. He's like, yeah, bro, you from Jersey, son. I was like, wait, oh yeah, you know, Jersey, son. He's like, what you mean? I said, Jersey, son. You see, I'm from Jersey, son. <laughs> oh my Jersey, God, son. That's it. <laughs> so I'm from Jersey, son, and I'm Jersey, son, and put me in the game because I got on a jersey, son. You feel me? So this, we get, we get those three aspects. It gives you those three layers of who I am. Man, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I thought it was something gonna be something along the lines of like, yeah, man, I've been to many different places. So it's almost uh, I come from many different places, so it's almost like I'm wearing a bunch of different jerseys. Or like, I don't know, but uh, that's all it was, man. A jersey Sun. I got it. I got it. I got it. Well, hey, Jers, uh, I really appreciate the uh, you giving me the opportunity to sit down with you and talk for this episode. And and I think this is, I mean, you're so insightful and, and it's pretty, pretty amazing how people who are so creative can uh, can really shed light on on their whole process and their and their whole mindset. So it's uh, pretty awesome. And I really thank you. I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the Chaotic Convo today, my man. 
Of course, of course. I'm grateful you have me on, on today as well. Huge thanks to Jers for coming on the KO to Convo today. I appreciate it so, so much. If you want to check out Jersey Sons music uh, or follow him on Instagram, you can follow him on Instagram with the handle Jersey Sun, uh, Jersey spelled with a Z. And you can follow him on Spotify uh, with the same name, same spelling. So really appreciate him coming on. Thank you, more importantly, for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode. P-Tunes Beats with Jersey Sun. Take us home. Oh.